On Monday, March 28, 1966, Sir Walter Springfellow, Director General of the Australian Security Intelligence Organisation, left his home in Mossman, in the city of Sydney, to return to Melbourne, and the then headquarters of ACO, an ex-justice of the Supreme Court of New South Wales. He had been Director General of Security for only a year. It was his habit to fly up from Melbourne each Friday evening, spend the weekend with his wife, and return to Melbourne on the 8 a.m., Monday flight of TAA. A Commonwealth car picked him up at his home this Monday morning. It usually did, and delivered him to Kingsford Smith Airport at Mascot at 7.45. He got out of the car, said his usual courteous thank you to the driver, walked into the terminal, and was never heard of again. It had been a stormy weekend, though not, according to his wife, in the Springfellow home. A huge storm had blown up along the New South Wales coast, and there had been considerable damage north of Sydney. The sea had been such that big swells had rolled into Sydney Harbour, and for the first time, surfies had ridden their boards down Middle Harbour. The storm, however, had not got beyond the Blue Mountains 50 miles west of the city, and out on the plains there were cloudless skies and one of the worst droughts in 20 years. Down in Melbourne, there had been an ugly demonstration against the sending of draftees to Vietnam and the Prime Minister. Harold Holt had suffered a barrage of eggs and tomatoes, something a little softer than the draftees would have to face. The report on the demonstration and photographs of the egg and tomato bombardiers were waiting on the Director General's desk for him. He would have smiled at such criminal acts, but only to himself. He was fifty years old, handsome, came of a wealthy, established family, and had made a considerable reputation as a Queen's counsel before being appointed a judge five years before. His appointment as Director General had been welcomed by both major political parties, but the public were not invited to comment. National security was thought, in those days, too esoteric for public intelligence to comprehend. Sir Walter, who had been knighted just before his appointment, was considered by his own organization to have no enemies, except, of course, the hundreds of criminals he had prosecuted or sentenced, and the countless foreigners, traitors, and activists his organization was seeking. He had been married for two years to a beautiful wife, 25 years his junior, and it seemed that he lived in the best of all possible worlds, though naturally, he did not boast of that during his five days a week in Melbourne a city which thought it was the best of all possible worlds.